Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 15th of June, the 167th day of this leap year of 2020, affording us 199 days until 2021. Toward the end of last week, the number of reported COVID-19 cases worldwide topped 7.6 million, an increase of 0.9 million since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week was 2.1 million, an increase of over 200,000 since the week before. In second place was Brazil, with over 803,000 confirmed cases. In third place was Russia, with over 511,000 confirmed cases. India was in fourth place, with nearly 300,000 confirmed cases, followed closely by the UK in fifth place, also with nearly 300,000 confirmed cases. Spain and Italy were in sixth and seventh places, respectively, each with nearly a quarter million cases. The number of deaths globally has surpassed 423,000, up from 33,000 from the previous week, an increase somewhat similar to that from the week before. This past Friday, confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States totaled nearly 114,000, up more than 5,000 from the previous week. In, the, in other words, nationwide, COVID-19 this past week killed more than 700 United States citizens per day. We remain the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet, with the UK in second place having over 42,000 deaths. Brazil is in third place at 41,000 deaths, and Italy is a close fourth place with slightly more than 34,200 deaths. Tonight, about midnight, high in the northeastern sky, look for the constellation Draco, and its stars Rastaban and El Tanin, also known as the Dragon's Eyes. Slightly below and a bit to the right, at the top of the constellation Lyra, is Vega, which functions as the apex of the Summer Triangle. Otherwise, astronomically, tomorrow is the anniversary of Valentina Tereshkova, becoming the first woman in space in 1963. On Friday morning just before dawn, Venus will be occulted by our slender, waning crescent moon. And all this week we will be having the longest sunrises and sunsets of the year, in advance of the summer solstice, occurring Saturday at 5.44 p.m. Today in 1215 at Runnymede, near Windsor, England, King John signed the Magna Carta, medieval Latin for Great Charter of Freedoms, a document first drafted by the Archbishop of Canterbury to make peace between the unpopular king and a group of rebel barons. The Magna Carta promised protection of church rights, protection for the barons from illegal imprisonment, access to swift justice, and limitations on feudal payments to the crown. History shows us neither side stood behind their commitments. Four years later on this date, in 1219, the world's oldest national flag, the Dannenbrog, the flag of Denmark, purportedly fell from the sky during the Battle of Lindanissa, or Tallinn, in Estonia, and turned the Danes' luck. This legend, therefore, says that the Dannenbrog is the world's oldest national flag. This past Friday, 390 years ago, Englishman John Winthrop 
on the flagship Arabella, leading a fleet carrying English Puritan refugees, arrived at Massachusetts Bay Colony, where on board the Arabella, he delivered the equivalent of an inaugural address that was also an exhortation to the soon-to-be first generation of New England Puritans. The soon-to-be governor of Massachusetts Bay Colony titled his sermon, A Model of Christian Charity, and in it, he gave America a metaphor that is still used by politicians today. Winthrop told the Puritans that their efforts would be as a light unto the world, and they would be as a city upon a hill. Today, in 1775, the First Continental Congress appointed George Washington commander-in-chief of the Continental Army, one day after the Congress established the force. Today, in 1965, the United States Air Force and Navy greatly expanded the number of sorties to North Vietnam as part of Operation Rolling Thunder, which had begun two months earlier. Today is the birthday in 1937 of Waylon Jennings, who was born in Littlefield, Texas, as the son of a truck driver. By age 14, Waylon had figured a life in music was the way to go, so he dropped out of high school to get into radio, soon becoming the youngest country-western DJ in America. Fellow Texan Buddy Holly took an interest in Waylon, producing his first country album, which became quite successful. After Holly died, Chet Atkins mentored Waylon and persuaded him to move to Nashville. Waylon went on to a wild career, selling 28 million albums and marrying four times. Today in 1961 in London, England, George Allen O'Dowd was born, the third of his working class parents' six children. George showed an independent streak early in life, attending his Catholic school in his mother's high heels, scarf, and hat. The nuns would abide that, but not the orange-dyed hair George arrived in one morning, the morning he was expelled. Life as a fruit picker, department store window dresser, and printer followed before his persistent gender bending led him to rock stardom with Karma Chameleon in the 1980s. Today is also the birthday in 1932 of Mario Cuomo, in 1958 of Wade Boggs, in 1963 of Helen Hunt, and in 1973 of Neil Patrick Harris. Today, 57 years ago, civil rights leader Medgar Evers was being mourned, having been shot and killed two days before outside his home in Jackson, Mississippi. Yet, in 1963, the fatality would be a long way from seeing justice served, as Byron de la Beckwith, Medgar Evers's killer, would not be convicted of murder and sentenced to prison until 1994. If 31 years to bring an individual to justice seems unreasonable, consider the structural racism that has existed for centuries, as its related injustice moves ever forward into our future. How many of us are willing to do something about changing that? For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the ultimate week of spring. <laughs>